0: Friends from around the world, welcome, Chris. Welcome, Asaf. We are here at the Great Transition. Good to see yes. you
1: all. Yes. Hello. 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 Here it is. All for one.
0: We are a couple of uh, students of the wisdom of Kabbalah, studying from our teacher, Kabbalist Michael Lightman. We are studying every day from the authentic sources, and then we are coming out of our coming out of our cloud and uh, coming back to earth and uh, and dealing with family, dealing with work, dealing with traffic, dealing with crime, dealing with problems. And then this is the life of the Kabbalist, moving between two worlds. Uh, We're interested in the purpose of the show is to talk about, well, my eyes see one thing, but all of your books and everything that you guys keep talking about is some incredible reality, some harmonious, blissful, eternal reality. And the job of the Kabbalist is to is to bridge this gap is to move us from one place to the other place and what and in in our generation what's so unique for example if you look at uh, uh, the writings of a kabbalist like the rabash uh before you you, you would open up a book for, by the re for example and he's talking about spherot and worlds and connections You have no idea what is what what you know how, what, what does it even mean where is he talking um, and how would he know these things? And then the modern Kabbalist comes and explains this in relation to us on earth with our feet on the ground. How? Um, we are much, much lower than that. We're, we're students of those Kabbalists here, uh, learning from them how to see everything that's happening in our world through the prism that our teachers give us in order to see that eternal reality that, uh, that the Kabbalists pre- uh, are communicating to us that has already been prepared. So it's quite a huge task, and we're here once a week to discuss it through the prism of what's going on in the world. We love hearing from you. We love hearing your questions, your comments. Uh, to help build this thing, because unlike in previous generations where there might be uh, you know, several huge, huge cobblasts in the generation, what is for our generation now is that everyone will reach this love, that everyone will reach this good state together. That's what we've arrived at. It's called the last generation. And that's why the wisdom is becoming so accessible and, and being lowered down by each of the uh, successive teachers, low, lowering the wisdom down more and more, dropping the rope down more and more so we could grab it. Um, nevertheless, there's still a lot of um, terrible things that we see with our eyes and a lot of sense that we need to make of, of what the heck is going on and, and why and where is our way out. and uh, um, but But... Sometimes you come across one of these unbelievable nature documentaries like the ones that Asaf loves so much and you could forget about all of your problems because all of a sudden you see that, you know, how we've talked about it a dozen times here, how the, the currents of the earth, the currents, the ocean currents are all transporting the nutrients from you know the west coast of africa over to south america and north america and, and there's another current up here between asia and canada between europe and canada and on the pacific and how the birds this bird if it wasn't for this bird then that uh, mountain lion wouldn't be able to do what he did which made the coyote do that which made the badger do that which caused the river to flood which made the salmon do this and it's such an intricate unbelievably beautiful harmonious system um you, you could almost forget that there are any problems when you look at something so incredibly massive and so incredibly uh, synchronized and and integral. Uh, Asaf, I know you love these things. I know you're probably very excited about the mm-hmm. the new uh, Our Planet uh, <laughs> s- uh, season that just came out.
2: I, I very very much am. I actually have to say. I mean, these are what's what's cool for me is that there aren't, there's barely anything that I recommend, that I can recommend people to watch, you know, on TV or, you know, Netflix, whatever it is today, right, and um, there's very, very little that I watch, and then there's, and and if I watch anything, it's mostly nature documentaries or science-related things, uh, just because, you know, that uh, is really kind of, (laughs) <laughs> pretty much left as the only thing that that in, that can still be of interest to me, you know. It's amazing um, that they still think that that
1: that, we, that appeals to us. You know that they're still at least making that kind of uh, uh, that that those kinds of. Uh, Ah films. yeah that, that that yeah I'm actually
2: surprised and, and they're very good anyway so so yeah there's a new um our planet uh season basically there was season 1 now there's season 2 these are like it's a mini series documentary thing and they cover you know everything about how our planet animal life plant life how it works beautiful beautiful cinematic you know uh kind of visuals and everything but mostly they really really uh uh, show beautifully how the planet is working as a system. And it's from the same producers, by the way, of uh, our universe. Also, I-, I think it was also David Attenborough there doing the narration. Anyway, it doesn't matter. In our universe, it was very much about how everything happening on this planet also is completely integrated with everything that's happening in the rest of the universe and how things that have happened billions of years ago have echoes to this day in the form of life on planet Earth. Beautiful stuff and to me, it's just, you know, they do a good job from a Kabbalistic perspective, I'm saying, they're doing a good job reminding all of us that nature is one system, that the entire Planet and the the whole universe is a single system, and yes, it's beautiful to see ecosystems and uh, and how they work in this interwoven kind of way, and how everything is connected. By the way, our universe, the one, the the other series that I also recommend everyone to watch it beautifully shows how everything's connected in the universe not just across space but also across time because they very they very beautifully go into how you know uh, elements that were created billions of years ago in the belly of stars you know uh, are responsible for all the life that we're familiar with today, you know, the the, the, the iron in your blood comes from you know, explosions of stars oh, billions is, of years ago. this
0: fascinating is fascinating. Fascinating stuff. So every, every human that you would get mad at or every human that you fall in love with or whatever you think about the history of humanity, there would be no blood <laughs> yeah. in any human without iron. And it's the iron. Where did the iron come from?
2: From the belly of stars, billions of years ago, the, the, from I think, I think it's about um, about half a billion years after the the Big Bang. So very very close to the formation of the universe. Um, you know, just uh, just a few hundred million years after, you know, uh, the 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 initial elements that later, many many billions of years, you know, later appear, uh, you know, form us. They were created then. That's very yeah. It's so so blowing yeah, And
0: then have f- for the iron to mind blowing for the iron to to get to this planet. Yeah. And for it to 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 be and able to and f-
2: flow in your blood, right? <laughs>
0: yes well
2: yeah, but, so, right. we are so it's it's yourself. not it's not a cliche you know like uh, who said it's Sagan maybe Carl Sagan uh, we are indeed stardust you know that's what
1: um, yeah anyway but who has time to think about that? that who has time to that's another one of, I'm just gonna look this up because it feels better man. oh yeah that, that's, that's another one that we that, hear you better that feels, it sounds better yeah. yeah. It's so another one of the things that is uh, interesting about our study when stuff is opening and maybe start thinking about it. That you know, sometimes maybe it appears to some of the viewers that we're here. You know, we come and you know we do our thing, and we're for an hour. We're just deep into the deep into the subject, deep into the the concepts that we're talking about. But really, a, a lot of part of the practical work. If you start, if you start studying up a if you join. Um, if you joined, you know, this 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 movement of exploring where we are, where we're coming from, where we're going, it's it's always this in and out. It's always like you're in you're into content and then you have to get out of the content. You're in the you're in these these thoughts and you're trying to look for, you know, a- answer the questions of the meaning of life and then you're out of it again. That's just part of it. You know, so one of the great things about joining the show is that here's a time where we're all in it. Even the participants, the viewers, the audience, anyone who's listened to it after is also in it's just a time that we just, a slot that we created for ourselves and for everyone else for us to just delve into it. So it's not like it's not practical to just be in it all the time. I mean it's just something that doesn't happen. So if you're here if you're part of the audience and you're wondering, yeah, you know, man, it's just it seems like these people are just constantly in it. They're just accelerating forward all the time. You know, that's just this is that's not that's just not how it is. So we're happy to be in the work with you right now in the thoughts, in this flow, in the groove talking about these things, going deep into it. Uh but it's something that we're all doing together. It's not something that just happens all the time. And so anyways, I just wanted yeah. to make sure if you're feeling left out, or if you're feeling if that was a thought, it's worthwhile to clear that up because Seth made it kind of, you know, he's like, hey, Seth, I'm happy to be here. I'm also happy to be here. And I think all of us are happy to, to engage in it because it's not something that that happens all the time. Anyways, I just wanted to yeah. mention that.
2: Right. Okay. So let, let me tell you guys what, what grabbed me, what was really cool let's in off. the... Yeah. Can oh, you hear me? One no? sec.
0: Let, let, yeah, we do. But let's say hello to oh. Sylvia in Rotterdam, in Utah, yes. Yetzi somewhere over there in, in Northern Europe, yeah. Eva in Ontario, Jamie in England, Johnny in England, Miguel from Angola, Africa, Dewey from Alabama, uh, Debbie in Washington, D.C., uh, M. Kujani from Iran, Eric from India, and whoever else is here from around the world. It's um, oh Papu from Peru, um, Carl from Pittsburgh.
2: Unbelievable, everybody! Yes. I love okay. the distribution. It's just you get oh, a little, the distribution. How of does that happen? So many. And I don't know. It's beautiful, though. Beautiful. It's so it's so great that uh, that um, we have such a qualitative, um, you know, group here. Meaning that. It really is diverse from everywhere in the world. Beautiful. Uh, did you say Eric from India? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Um, all right. So, yes. So, okay. So, here's what's, uh, what really got me in, the, in this new... I, I watched uh, one and a half episodes. I, I intend to watch the, the rest, too, uh, of the Our Planet Season 2. So, in this one, at least in the first episode, it was all about the migration of you know those mass migrations of animals just just to see some of these visuals those beautiful top shots and the time lapses when you see those mega herds of buffalo or you know swarms of 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 all kinds of uh, uh, birds or fish and you see how that thing moves and then when you hear the facts it's really beautiful to see there there are billions and billions of animals always on the move around the planet if you think about it you know we humans started moving across the planet only um, 50 60,000 years ago from Africa and then we since then we kind of like moved throughout the planet the animals were doing that for hundreds of thousands of years before us if you you know if and and the primitive form of animal life for millions of years and essentially uh, what they beautifully show that in the documentary is how the movement of of all those animals across the entire planet is is integrally related to the health of the planet the planet itself when you suddenly you know kind of uh, gawk at it look at it from try to zoom out and kind of see put the pieces together it is clearly a single integrated system they're like for instance that there they cover this uh, locust swarm that travels a hundred kilometer per day so they cross through countries they even cross through the Red Sea and they then they just you know uh, at first they walk and then they, they walk and eat, they walk and eat and that's how they devour like entire forests or something, or, you know, uh, like huge, huge and, and it all acts like a single mind, like a single kind of thing and these are like tiny, you know, locusts, they, they, you know, it's like this kind of size and then when they get Big enough, they start flying at first, they do it walking, <laughs> and then they start flying, and the whole swarm flies across the sea and goes to another forest in another country and they run through the planet it's beautiful. there are birds you know that live for sixty years and they travel throughout their life millions of of kilometers across the planet. Their parents bring them food from three thousand kilometers away it's 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 really it's really mind blowing. Anyway,
1: that you know, seems go <laughs> three thousand kilometers away to get breakfast, uh, but, but because right, yeah. but
2: it has to do, and all of this has to do with the geography of the planet and the cosmology of the planet. It has to do with how you know, the seasons, the changing of the seasons, which has to do with the 23 degrees tilt of the planet towards the sun and how it circles the sun and circles itself, creating, you know, longer days in the summer, shorter days in the in the winter. And that changes the movement of billions and billions of animals and their eating habits and mating habits and so on. Beautiful stuff to look at it. It just, it just shows you very clearly, again, from, from a Kabbalistic perspective, it's beautiful to see because you... I'll 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 get there. Okay. The basically all the planets, all life on this planet is not moving by itself. Everything is part of a planetary program, and if and, and if you really want to be even more precise, it's a universal program. The whole universe is a single gigantic program of nature that's moving. And so here is what's really What's really the the that's beautiful. I mean, go watch the documentary. Really,
1: I I recommend. You're you're putting you're putting an emphasis on the movement. What's the what? Why movement? You said movement a couple times. Because
2: everything moves all the time, and it moves in sync. In synchrony, it's all synchronized. And so the question you ask yourself when you see that is, what is that intelligence? that glues everything together, what is the connection between all of the, everything, plants, animal life, cosmological, you know, phenomena, how does it all work together? And that's really, that is really where, you know, Kabbalah kind of helps us complete the picture here, because um, what we're seeing is through nature or through the still vegetative and animate levels of nature is just hints of something we can call the mind of nature because the mind of nature doesn't exist in any one of the individual elements not in a person not in a fish not in a locust not in a, and not in any one of those things the mind of nature exists in the connection between everything that exists the mind of nature is the glue that binds everything together and therefore the mind of nature if you go a little deeper with what that means that means that nature has a program that is beyond our immediate perception and yet it governs everything that we do think and feel because it is the program that binds everything together that connects everything together Now, you know, scientists, and and here's, you know, to to, to kind of put a a distinction and similarity between scientists and Kabbalists, scientists, a lot of them, are well aware of how the entire universe is connected, and it's a single system. Uh, uh, Some of them even go as far as to say that the universe is a single thought. There's a famous quote from from, uh, Professor James Jeans, who was one of the pioneers of uh, um, uh, many areas in physics, like quantum gravity and stellar evolution, other things. And he said, uh, you know, the more you look at nature, the more you study nature, the universe begins to look more and more like a great thought rather than a great machine. Why? Because, you know, a machine, you could say, okay, so the universe is one great machine, but that machine is, everything in this machine is connected, not just across all of space, but also across all of time. Which means that there has to be a program here that holds all that exists within time and space in in it. And that's where it it becomes very, very uh, similar to what Kabbalists have been saying for millennia. Kabbalists have been writing for millennia that we, exactly that, we are living in a thought. We're living in a thought. They call it the thought of creation or nature's program. And so scientists, they discover and research and tell us about this program from studying the results that they can see through their five senses. Here's the difference, the big difference between scientists and Kabbalists, which are also researchers, but of a different kind, so scientists are looking at the results through our five senses the, the 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 external things that they see, and they see, "Hey, this is connected to that look at the how this the locust swarm is have to has to do with the winds and the tides, and look at how you know the gases in the atmosphere have to do with certain a, certain plant life that grows in certain places and so forth. They can beautifully show us these connections. But Kabbalists, and that's how they study the program, nature's program. Kabbalists study nature's program through a completely different process, what they call equivalence of form, meaning they discover nature's program or the thought of creation, however you want to call it, the thought of nature, the mind of nature. They discover it by becoming like it, by beginning to calibrate their Thoughts and feelings to think like and feel like that Mind of nature
0: If there's a billion locusts or a couple billion locusts right and they're they're moving because of how the earth is rotating and then It causes of course it's probably great food if you're a certain kind of bird Okay, so then that causes the bird and then the bird becomes the food for the hyena and, and whatever so Okay, a lot of different pieces all moving in harmony What does it mean that the Kabbalist
2: becomes that thought? Right. So so the thought of creation, the thought of nature, the mind of nature is, is not in any individual thing. It is the binding force. It is the connecting force. And so if we can somehow equalize our inner qualities our desires our intentions our trajectory in our existence why we are alive this is this is a whole big thing to get into so now i'm i'm just you know in a nutshell but if we can equalize our qualities we can begin to experience that mind of nature because we're in it now the 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 this is the unique thing that Kabbalists discovered. So, for a scientist, for an ordinary scientist, that program of nature, they every scientist will tell you, you know, if they're you know uh, uh, reasonable, uh, they're very intelligent, reasonable human beings. They understand they too are part of the nature's program. We're not outside of nature, but how we research nature in science is like it is something outside of us. We relate to, we we examine the locusts, we look at the tides, we look at the, 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 the stars, we look at everything as on the still vegetative and animate levels of nature, as if it is just outside of us. Kabbalists look at it as if we are parts of that, and the same mind, that runs through all animal life and plant life and and the the celestial bodies in the and so forth The, the the this transparent sort of force that is unseen and yet it keeps all of the universe together it runs through us as well if we can calibrate our thinking and our feeling to To match its frequency, let's say, then it can we can begin to experience it working through us, working through our thoughts, working through our emotions. This is what the Kabbalists call equivalence of form.
0: So, so, then, so um, yeah. if I if I'm witnessing nature, uh,
2: for example,
0: and I see a baboon uh, eat. Uh, you know, because baboons are are carnivores, right? So they eat. Yeah. Here's a, here's a uh, uh, I'm not sure which kind of monkey. Yeah, maybe. yeah, we can he's see it. We can see
2: what it. you're showing. Yeah.
0: Okay, so he's gonna eat uh, a baby lion alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not like it happened, you know, once in a while. These are the yeah animals. Um, are carniv. There's many kind of animals that are carnivores, including mm-hmm. monkeys which look like us. Kind of seem to have behaviors like us right yeah lions wolves also carnivores lots of animals are carnivores right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and they eat other animals alive rip the limb off yeah you can go when our show is over you can google chimpanzees uh eating and you'll see they go up the tree they grab another monkey rip his arm off or grab him and bite his face and start eating his face this is happening every day. Yeah. Tomorrow, it's going to happen. It happened yesterday. Yes. That's how they live. Yeah. Cute little animals. We don't really think about it. We know lions also eat other animals. You know, grab the zebra by the neck and eat him. Um, but we don't have a visceral repulsion to this that we need to create a foundation to stop. You know, prevent animals from the cruelty against other animals right it's we accept all of that as um it's not even unusual yeah right
2: mm-hmm. um
0: yeah but on no, any... I,
2: let's i you know we can expand this if, if you're um i mean in your body right now there are cells that are being eaten and devoured right now at, at a rate of you know uh, millions of them per minute you know this is something your body does there's a constant the, the, there's constant the, the war and the, conflict the, the and battle and struggle in your body so you know what's the difference between a living cell and a living zebra just the size of well, i do so feel bad for the zebra just, just the or I feel size bad of it for the yeah. the lion you know, the, there's like the this difference.
1: thing where yeah, i don't identify i do identify it's like i that's the problem maybe is that i'm kind of like identifying with my own uh, and then all of a sudden maybe you could realize like i'm not looking at this right if i feel bad for one of those animals then something in the way that i'm looking at it is probably not right you know there is that kind of thought that some that someone has sometimes
0: you, you mean you feel that that so i don't feel comfortable about this like i don't feel yeah, yeah like uh, watching like him, some watching yeah. rip the arm off of the other one and eat it or like yeah like you could have done it nicer
1: alive. or any all these kinds of weird thoughts yeah exactly so it's like, I must not be seeing something correctly. Cause you know, you don't feel that way about, you know, in your body, you're like kill away, you know, make me healthy. You know, you're not going to think twice or whatever, like a, like a soft set just now. But there is this way that you look at nature and you're looking at like how beautiful it is and how great it is and how like, wow, this is, you know, something so high above me that I obviously can't fathom. And then there's also these kind of like weird criticisms that we have about it too. So there's a, a there's like this yeah dichotomy kind of that happens a little bit even on the still vegetative. Yeah, when thing. when you're
0: watching these uh, when you're when you're watching these our planet documentaries, yeah. you do kind of anthropomorphize the situation. Like if you see a, a lion's going on a hunt and he's like gonna catch the other thing, you're like you're picking which side you like and which one you want yeah. to win and 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 ha- you know um, you know and oh but wow, but, but that way oh I want him to get a soft but but that's, there God. is that Whoa. yeah ah you can't soft hear committed. me. No. There we go. Now we hear you.
2: Well, one, two, one, two. Yeah. Yeah, we hear you. We hear you. Okay. Yep. So, uh, sorry, I forgot. What did I want to say? <laughs> okay. So
0: let, let, let me back it up for a second. So with cells, when one cell, and you yeah. said that this is going on all day long at the level of millions or more. Sure. Are eating each other and devouring each other. Yeah. We don't care. When you see a chimp you know, eat the face of another chimp, it, it, it there is some kind of, of reaction. Right? harder but, to but watch we, it doesn't as it doesn't a human, affect our life but too yes. much. Right. Right. But there's a phenomenon and you know, my style Asaph, is off is I like to to try and poke a hole in in, in your, your grandiose fantasy to yes. make sure that everything is you Please know holds do. water. Please do. Um, the, <laughs> so um, the transatlantic slave trade. Okay. Let's just go back in time a little bit. It's like 12, 13 million Africans taken from Africa during the transatlantic slave trade. Um, like half a million came to the U.S. A couple million went to Brazil. They went all around the Caribbean, et cetera, et cetera. That was 12 million during the, the transatlantic slave trade. I looked at a lot of websites. You know that, that movie came out last weekend or two weekends ago called The Sound of Freedom about um, child trafficking sex trafficking organ harvests oh trafficking and stuff and so um
1: wait you mean recently i mean it's that's it's depicting something that's happening recently the, yeah uh, yeah
0: it's yeah. a it's um based on a true story from what i understand and um so i started looking into it as a person who cares deeply about humanity and, and the fate of humanity and this story for the last like 15 20 years keeps like surfacing about this and so i started looking at numbers so as i said there was like Twelve and a half million, say thirteen million let's round up and give you the benefit of the doubt slaves involved in the um, transatlantic slave trade apparently mm-hmm. there's over there's between forty and fifty million slaves today wow, around the world. forty to fifty million wow. slaves today in the world they're responsible for the clothes we wear there's way more insidious things uh, there's children that go missing that right. are. That are um, either taken or, or actually, there's baby farms. I'm sorry to bring this up, uh, like in our forum here, but there are places where there's actual farms where girls are taken and impregnated, and then the babies are taken from them. Children are sold wow, for it, like it almost sounds. I mean, five hundred dollars. It, it's it for, sounds for organs for sex.
2: Hard to 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 believe. Like the. Can you hear me? I think I think maybe maybe there's a delay. Maybe there's there's no air in the room
0: anymore, but I hear you
1: broke up a little bit. Mm.
2: Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. All right.
0: So, um, you know, again, I, I like apologize for bringing this up, but when we, on the one hand, want to talk about this incredibly beautiful, harmonious picture, and then, you know, if I, if we felt if we watched a chimpanzee eat another chimpanzee, right, there's a feeling. If we felt yeah. the pain of, of you know, if it's one child who, who's going through this, but if it's like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of them going through this, and it's not enough, you know, if we felt that and we understood that, just talk about the labor part of it, the labor part, the forced labor of children, you know, maybe we would we be forced to like not buy coffee from the same place would we be forced to not be involved in like fast fashion, meaning like getting new T-shirts every season or getting new sneakers when my other ones wear out like or, or if my computer comes from a fact, you know, place where people or my phone or the chips from my phone or the battery in my car. Like, think about everything that's on our media now. Mm-hmm. None. Of this is not. Right. Everything right. is just like the Kardashians or another <laughs> stupid show like a new Barbie movie just came out. Yeah. Um, just so many things that don't allow us to look at um, ourselves, who we are in nature. What is our true? You know, what are we capable of? Um, and if we do look at ourselves here on this show you know, if we take a few minutes and, and look at what humans are actually capable, because we we don't really look at that, right? We don't go through our lives actually thinking about it, because we wouldn't be able to. We would have to stop everything we were doing and change our whole way of living, because we wouldn't want anything that we have any connection with to be involved in something that's causing that kind of suffering. So, if we are to hear talk about it for a minute and say that there's few tens of millions of slaves existing now and that these human beings who also just like birds and locusts and everything were born and have some instincts inside of them and are operating according to desires inside of them like how the heck does something like that fit into your harmonious synchronous
2: beautiful harmonious mind of nature well yeah you're right I absolutely agree this is the this is the big uh, the big question but what we see I mean this is where things get very very um, serious Um, what we see from the mind of nature is only hints on the still vegetative and animate level we don't really understand how it works on the human level because we're in this level and what don't we understand the The synchronicity of nature no no just how how the mind of nature works on the human level and
0: so we hold on so i I just want to follow you because this is like absolutely very big deal and so if we're looking at insects and we see a million of them move this way and a million of them, so you're saying we we can
2: I'm saying we can study that more easily. Animals,
0: iron, we can study more easily. Yeah,
2: the human level harder for us to study. Yeah, I mean, look, my um, uh, my academic training was in the social sciences. One thing that's very clear about the social sciences is that half of the time the academia is discussing and fighting whether these are sciences at all (laughs) because while you can come to very precise mathematical uh, theories and descriptions on the physics level and biology level uh, and chemistry and so forth when it comes to human psychology human sociology um, and so forth everything on the human level we start To lose our grip and our ability to make precise mathematical uh, descriptions and theories that actually prove to work every every couple years models are changing in psychology and sociology we don't really know how the mind of nature how the program of nature operates towards ourselves it's and why because the farther you are from something the better you can research it does that make sense like if i you know i can yeah. research the still level way b- this is why physics is you know considered like the the most precise so rich science yeah the most pre- the greatest precision because we can look at it it's very far from us and we can observe it uh and examine it very carefully biological systems a little less animal Animal life, you know, more complex and so forth. Human life, we're, we, it's like investigating ourselves. Kabbalists are saying in order to really understand how the nature's program works with human life, then um, we have to rise to a higher level of development. We have to rise to that level of. The program of nature, and from there we can understand how it works from with us. It's like a child trying to understand his parent without becoming a parent. So hold on.
0: So you're saying? Okay. So that's just something we need to. Then I'll know why so many children are sold into sex trafficking. Okay.
2: Okay. So let's go there. Let's go there. So everything that we're talking about then comes from uh, everything that we're going to explore now comes from the Kabbalistic research of nature's program. That's why it's important to do this introduction that we just did, okay? The mind of nature governs everything that happens on this planet, in humanity, between us people, and between animals, and between all the species, and between our planet and the rest of the planets. Um, The entire universe is governed not just by a force that connects everything. It is governed through two opposite forces. This is essential to understand the Kabbalistic uh, uh, paradigm prism on on reality. What does this mean, two opposite forces? We can clear, we can very easily understand this from the lower levels, from the still vegetative inanimate. Throughout the whole of nature, you can see ebb and flow, heat and cold, plus and minus, contraction and expansion. So as
0: good as we want. So, so mm-hmm. we want some eternally beneficial, good, loving reality. So you're then hinting that we need to have some depraved horribly suffering eternal
2: terrible reality you went a little bit too too fast for for uh for me the the uh, what i'm saying first is that nature runs through two opposite forces let's 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 start there and, and and take that as a as a as a premise that we can see and observe and it's very evident right now what is happening throughout evolution throughout the 14 billion years almost of the the existence of this universe the gap between the two opposite forces is growing why is it growing and what do i mean by growing i mean that on the still level you see it in hot and cold for instance or gravity and entropy if you want to look at it like that you know physicists can do a much better job explaining this but for every action there is a positive rea- there's a, a an opposite reaction every force there's an opposite force and so on this is just how physics works the, as nature evolves the gap between the opposites grows why because that is the basis for a higher level of being so hold on, hold on. in order y- to give create... an example of that
0: or explain that okay. concept that so, seems like it's critical
2: so yes so the the in order to create a higher level of life what makes the you know the plant more complicated more complex more advanced than the grain of sand what makes the the bull more complex more advanced more sophisticated than the plant what makes it is that they these levels of life the higher they are they constitute greater complexity and greater connection so for example bacteria uh, billions of years ago when they just evolved they were single-celled organisms right and then for a long long time we're talking millions and millions of years all they did was just individuated meaning they became more different more separate more broken from each other if you will they've they've life individuated into different forms of bacteria. Okay, you had like the, the, think about planet Earth, and you had like the the mass of, of, of the soil and so forth, and gradually all the bacteria that lived on it, they individuated into different forms of bacteria. That's greater complexity, greater diversity, greater separation, greater differentiation. Then comes the other force of nature, so, that's one force. The opposite force is a force that brings those differences together, that creates a more advanced connection between the disparate, separate elements. And that's what makes, for, in this example, the multicellular organism. So, the multicellular organism, which is, by the way, the basis of any organism that exists today, including you, the, the and all animals and all plants and every all life, everything that has ever evolved on this planet is the multicellular organism. And so, the multicellular organism is essentially different bac- types of bacteria, different kinds of cells coming together. It is specifically their diversity and differences and. Shattering from each other, brokenness from each other, separateness, that th- becomes the basis for their newfound connection. And well, that- I
1: get why this is so hard for humans then. Because like now, we can look at um, we can look at still vegetative animate. No problem. I'll look at this rock, I'll look at this chemical, I'll look at this. But what do humans have to look at? You're basically if you want to look at humans and you're a doctor and you're cutting them open, you're saying, okay, you're the same as this beast over here, the same as this animal over here, maybe a little bit different. But if we're having, right. if if you want it, like you said, psychology people are losing the grasp, like don't know what to grab onto because it's not actual, it's not this actual physical material that separates.
2: It's you, you, it's complex. very hard it's, it's, it's to, not... to 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 look at the human from outside when you are a human and study it like you study bacteria. You just you're in it. You have to rise above it in order to study it. That's that's why it's very so. Difficult what
1: what it, so so what it, so then what it, you can even say so it's the doctor of the of the human degree is, I guess you could say, a Kabbalist, right? So what is that Kabbalist yeah. that you're looking at then? So
2: the Kabbalist is observing humanity from a higher degree. What is that higher degree? Some resemblance, uh, equivalence, identification, sympathy, um, that, 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 in, that provides him with a new level of perception of the mind of nature. That's why the the kabbalist is different from a scientist. A scientist still stays outside what they investigate. A kabbalist becomes what they investigate, and they. What does the kabbalist
1: see though? So the kabbalist see if he's looking at it? It, so it's the, more the, complex. So the beasts, the animals, which were like monkeys, you know, millions of years ago, became like humans. But then there's something more complex. We're saying on the human degree that makes it humans. If it's right, separated and needed this force to come in. So so, in, that?
2: so as evolution progresses, two forces, the two forces that were at lower levels, they were ebb and flow and heat and cold and male and female and contraction and plus and minus contraction, expansion and so forth on 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 the human level. And even before that, on on social species, on the more advanced levels of development, they act through uh, they act through the network that is the organism and they create separation and connection more separation more brokenness more individuation more egoism if you're talking about the human degree and then more connection more advanced level of communication collaboration connection
0: okay so so that's clear so 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 um when you look at the history of, of just planet Earth, every season, every cycle that happened was critical for the next one. Like if you look at how it came, that, that life would eventually be formed. So um, Earth was on fire and created all of this carbon. Plants love carbon. So after all of that, then you had this huge proliferation of, of plants. Now right. the plants sucked all the oxygen out, yeah. which led to the next thing. But you see, if you have enough time, couple million billion years, you can get life, right? But it's so. What? So here's the question: Mm -hmm. While the Earth was two hundred degrees Celsius, right? Like whatever was there, burnt to hell. Yes. And if you could have been there, and made a movie about it you'd probably say what a fiery hell life was yeah and how terrible it was
2: mm-hmm.
0: right and everyone would feel really bad for you but the the, the, the the clincher here is nobody was there the only thing suffering was a bunch of elements
2: uh-huh
0: right mm-hmm. but today
1: <laughs> it's
0: like 200 degrees celsius except yeah. you have a mind and a heart yep to feel That you're burning in 200 degrees Celsius. It's the same. I agree with you. It's always been Mm -hmm. back and forth. I get that part, and I get that how it leads to development. Yep. But as the development continues to go forward, right? It's like one thing. If a leaf gets eaten by an ant, it's another thing. When a chimp gets his face eaten by another chimp, or when or when human children are human locked. In a room, from the time they're four years old yeah. to fifteen years old, you know, and then and then once they're no use for that anymore, they're sold for their organs to be harvested. Horrible, you know. Yeah. So Horrible. the the, the yeah. quality of the suffering is, you know, you can't even compare. So it's it's what, where Im- does this fit into
2: this? Right. Right. Picture? So so. Anything we'll ever say about the amount of human suffering, nothing we can say will make it sound like it's worth it. And you know what? It isn't. Here's what Kabbalists are telling us here. Kabbalists, first of all, they're not here to tell us that everything is just beautiful and great and harmonious and it's all just fine and we all... No! What they're saying is actually very, very um, harsh. They're saying, listen, we are in laws of nature. These laws of nature are uncompromising. Evolution is happening. Like it or not, want it or not, this is happening. But does it have to materialize in horrible suffering and human beings killing each other, raping each other, and, and, and... and just horrible atrocities no
0: making farms of humans in order to take their org sell their organs
2: so it doesn't have to happen but evolution has to happen so this is where it gets very subtle but very dramatic if we if we understand if we understand the consequences what Kabbalists are saying look the whole thought of creation the whole The whole thing is about moving the creation, us included, and actually the main part of creation, moving from an uh, uh, um, a state of shattering to sh- a state of separateness, a state of heightened um, uh conflict between all the pieces that manifests in a growth, rampant growth of the human ego, we have to move from that state that we can call in Kabbalistic terms shattering, we have to discover that shattering to the fullest, to the fullest, because by becoming the most shattered, the most broken from each other, the most egoistic towards each other, by that we can then come to the un, uh, undescribable uh, uh, attainment of conscious so wisdom, oneness in, between us. In, in now, the wisdom
0: of Kabbalah, we're we're always trying to depict and live into this this state of unity and love and connection. What is this recognition of our shattered state that that the Kabbalist also deals with? What is that part of it?
1: Yeah, because when you, when you say it like that, you're when you're saying the shattered state and like more complex and more egoistic, it sounds very scientific when you say it that way. Because you're, it's basically just the same template that's happened. From the still vegetative animate, yes but it gets here it's all of a sudden has like this emotion to it but when you say it like that it sounds very wait
2: let let's sit let's let's dwell on this for a second let's dwell on this what is the difference between how the template how the thought of creation how the mind of nature the two opposite forces we were talking about two opposite forces what is happening here uh, all throughout nature more shattering is revealed and then more connection is revealed more shattering is revealed for a person more...
0: To reveal that shattering.
2: So the shattering, um,
0: and is it something on, that a person does, or is it something that's happening collectively? Like, oh, I, now I can see on Google that there's happening, a lot of slaves. So I.
2: Okay, the sh- the, the, what we call shattering is a process. The revelation of the shattering, or the recognition of the shattering, is is a process that's happening. That is the basis of evolution. Everything that you see evolving on planet Earth in your, in, 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 that appears as a material form of evolution is actually the unfolding of this state of shattering. And then that shattering is becoming corrected, completed. This process happens instinctively uh, uh, as a program. On the still vegetative animate that's why stars explode and new elements are born in them and then these elements are fused together by gravity and then new a new still inanimate matter forms and that's why that inanimate matter then later becomes different elements again and then it becomes living elements that that work together and so on and so forth right and you you have like a What, what, uh, what 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 is the what is the revelation of the shattering So, okay, so the revelation of the shattering means that all of creation is actually one, but it doesn't feel that it's one. Therefore, it has to first feel separated, disconnected, shattered, in order to then feel consciously that it's one again. That's why we are here right now this is why evolution is happening that's super painful super painful if that because kabbalists are saying wait wait so so kabbalists are saying this if this if you just let this process happen what you're dealing with is horrible Horrible. relentless force of evolution that is that is endless suffering if you think about back to go let's go back to the bacteria for a second because we've used that example and then we can we can juxtapose it with humans and 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 hopefully Make the difference clear too. The, the The bacteria fought each other for about a billion, a billion and a half years. They were in in their juvenile evolutionary state, let's say, where they conquered each other and devoured each other. And and uh, uh didn't in, have hearts and minds in, to
0: feel how bad it was.
2: That's right. That's right. But it happened for like a billion years until they re, they recognized. Not consciously, not I'm doing like I'm humanizing them a little bit, but of course, all this all of this process happens without, uh, you know, uh, human. It's not a human-like consciousness. But after a billion years of fighting each other, hoarding each other's uh, hoarding resources, and you know, being let's say egoistic towards each other, so to speak, enslaving each other, you can see all kinds of behaviors in these bacteria, right? After a billion years of that suffering. Think about it like that. They recognize, oh, wait a minute, we can share DNA. If we share DNA, we can come together in a completely new way and we can share resources and our life can be a completely different kind of life. It can be a life that comes from our connection. And that's how the multicellular organism is born. With humans, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
0: There's some interesting. There's some weird thing here when I'm when we speak at the same time. I can't hear you, but so I'll try and be quiet when I see your mouth moving. Sorry. But
2: the, what a, we delivery. don't
0: see when the chimp is eating the other chimp alive, we don't see malice and hate. Yep. With the humans, I don't know. Are they doing this instinctually? Is some guy? Is some married guy who flies? To some country for sex tourism with a child like is is he just running on instinct like the monkey who eats another monkey or 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 maybe that's a bad example but some drug lord in a jungle somewhere who's keeping slaves yeah to do his work and beats them to death if they don't or in holland was it where if you didn't produce enough whatever it was they would chop your hand off um you know, like
1: that's kind of Willem's. But he, he even mentioned that he's like the difference is that animals do it for food, and then then you know we do it kind of out of this emotion of hatred.
0: Yeah, like there's I mean, there's something uh, there's another quality to this yeah. recognition in the humans. Yes. That. What what's that all about? I mean, it's so very disturbing. So what on the, the extent of the human depravity and what a human is willing to 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 inflict upon another
2: yes yes and the thought of creation right uh, i'm buffering i'm still buffering
0: not I, just I, you i, I can... think the whole broadcast
2: okay no but i think now it's fine i, I saw a little bit of uh i saw okay. the the sorry uh,
0: julie dawn says uh buffering okay debbie says buffering for okay. her okay. too i okay, i hope it's good, good
2: now. now uh my my software says now now it's good but okay, uh, yeah, it good was blinking be. for a bit Um, Where were we? The the human. Every human needs to. Yes. Yes. We do have right, right. So we do have to recognize the human ego, meaning the force that opposite force, one of the forces. Kabbalists, Kabbalists, Kabbalists call it the left. The two forces are called left and right in Kabbalah. We're gonna have to discover the shattering, discover the left, discover the ego, recognize how hateful we can be towards each other. To, to the point that we are willing to, to, to destroy each other. Yes, we're going to have to discover that. But, and here is the big but, does it have to materialize in horrible suffering? Do we have to actually go to war with each other, uh, murder people, kill others? Uh, like you said, what, what did you say? Uh, uh, slavery child trafficking, horrible things. Does that have to happen according to nature's plan? No. No. Why? Because the two forces on the human level, they work on the level of consciousness. The whole point of the conflict between the two forces is to lead us to the conscious uh, uh, request, uh, uh, desire, intention to rise to a new level of connection. That means that if we can use our consciousness to go faster towards where evolution wants to take us, we can save ourselves from the painful forces of evolution pushing us from from the back. So in other how words, about what we're, can, in a, what we're in What can we a, do yeah. from where
0: we're sitting right now in order to alleviate suffering in the world?
2: so the only thing that we really have left th- think about it okay let me explain it like this why do why are we in a situation today where how many did you say Mil- how many millions of people 40 are, million uh, 40 million people are enslaved and that that part of these people are children children some of I mean, these people are, are are children yeah how did we get to such a state because the ego is developing and growing within us but on the other hand we are not developing our conscious awareness of our interdependence and connection to each other we're not developing a sense of connection to each other because if we felt that we're connected if we felt that we our one system if i felt that all the rest of humanity and the rest of nature by the way is a part of me i would never be able to to use my ego in this way and we wouldn't end up with these horrible uh um manifestations of the human ego so what we're what we're lacking is conscious evolution we're in a race between painful evolution has to happen it's going to happen kabbalists are being so clear about it and so uh they're so uncompromising if you read what the 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 ancient kabbalist said that they said should i even say it out loud they said horrible things can happen to the point that mothers will 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 cook their babies um this is we don't even understand man's depravity the human ego what can come out of us but so, the Kabbalists are not some airy-fairy, oh, kumbaya, let's sing along, it'll be fine. No, they're saying we have to understand the laws of nature. Ego is growing, and it will continue to grow. Like it or not, that's the laws of nature. But, nature leaves us this latitude, this area called human consciousness. We can take the path of conscious evolution instead of painful evolution. What does that mean from where we're sitting right now? The only thing, the only thing we can do to really save suffering, to really alleviate the painful uh, um, thrusts of evolution, is to work on our desire, on our heart, on our intention and desire for this future state of connection between us. That's it. The faster we move consciously towards it, the less material suffering we will need and that's the difference between the human and all the rest of nature which cannot do this that's it
1: that's what i love about this show there we go we had an hour maybe you were <laughs> in lost and who knows whatever kind of netflix shows maybe you were like really felt low because you've i don't know seen the trash pile up in uh what was this uh, we did a show about it where all the hot fashion ends up or who knows i don't know you've got some pfas chemicals out of your faucet. Everything seems dark. Maybe no maybe no hope. And that's what I love here. We get to come for an hour and kind of dig a little bit till we find out what exactly what exactly there they're okay. There is a program. It's working. It doesn't it doesn't really it's not about being nice or mean. It's just about understanding that there are laws acting and there's just a certain way that we have to react to them. And that's what that's what's that's what the purpose is. Otherwise we forget about it. So thank God we have such a show like this where we and other friends can uh, participate in it and feel like we're moving our arms and legs, <clears throat> doing something practical. Yeah, thank you. It, the um,
2: you know the the thing that this is a difficult and hard hard thing that we're that we're talking about today. Obviously, you know, let's be real. The what you keep hearing, what I keep hearing, you know, from our teacher uh, when 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 this issue is brought up you know when can we change when can humanity actually move to this new uh uh, path of evolution this evolution by consciousness by light by conscious transformation instead of just pain and suffering and um the the more we every person who hears this understands it's up to us the better it is the faster we will get there that's it
0: that's it, and here we have, like we said earlier, all over the U.S., Peru, uh, Rotterdam, Africa. we got the whole world here. So let's us, as we leave and go on with the rest of our day or night or morning or wherever we are, let's add in our connection. Let's go through it. We're not waiting for the earth to be 200 degrees Celsius for a couple hundred years, and, and we're not waiting for more destruction, but consciously... We can go through the plus and minus inside ourselves and quickly, and I hope that's what we'll be able to help each other to do and to finally see a real, lasting, meaningful, uh, good future for all of us without all of the suffering. Thanks, everybody. Uh, difficult topic today. I really appreciate your friendship, guys, and the uh, privilege that that we have to be able to talk about this every week.
2: Um, yeah.
0: What do you got? You got something for us?
2: Um, Here we, go. we could end with a, a quote from uh, something our teachers said two days ago. Um, check this out. Um, I'm going to translate it on the fly because it's uh, it's in front of me. It's a paragraph in Hebrew. Um There was a question. What's the difference between the revelation of the shattering between us uh, on the level of thought versus uh, on the corporeal level? And is it possible that the entire shattering will appear only in thought? And here's what uh, our teacher, Kabbalist Dr. Michael Lightman said. Essentially, yes. If we can do this, if we can act with the power of thought alone... By the connection between us, we can undergo all the corrections and become in that final form of similarity to the Creator. Creator in Kabbalah is the same as saying nature. It's the same thing, or the mind of nature, right? And if we're falling behind, if we can't correct ourselves on time, then the negative forces of the shattering appear and push us and advance us in an unpleasant way through all sorts of troubles and problems. So we're gonna correct ourselves one way or the other. The only question is, are we going to shorten the time? That's where we are.
3: We bow our heads, stand above the pain, lost. In-